Hello, language lovers. Today, I have the honor of talking about Argentine Spanish with one of my longtime very best friends. We often discuss the intricacies of Spanish and English with one another, and she may not know this, but she was one of the few people who inspired me to begin this podcast journey. Our casual conversations inspired me to want to have casual conversations with people from all linguistic backgrounds. I couldn't very well keep all of our thoughts and theories to myself. I just had to share them with you all. So in this episode, we talk about the Rio Platense accent, bilingual education, and all the popular Argentine slang, including some of its origins. I'm really very grateful to Maria for making the time to record this episode with me long distance, and I'm grateful that she was able to share parts of her culture with our audience. Okay, let's chat. So, hola, Maria. ¿Cómo estás? <laughs> Thank you for joining me today to, uh, to talk about language and Especially thank you for joining me all the way from Buenos Aires. Um, sure. I really appreciate it. And um, let's get started. Mm -hmm. So I like to ask the first question every time uh, I talk to someone. And that question is, what is your first language? My first language is Spanish. And how did you, from speaking Spanish and, and growing up in in Buenos Aires, how did you come to learn to speak English? Well, my my mother is an English teacher. She's, um, so she decided it was the way to have, I don't know, us, me and my sister speak English. She thought it would help, I guess. So we started school English school, if, if, mm -hmm. if you like. When we were, you know, first grade, it was, you know, Spanish first grade and English first grade, <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Did she speak to you in, in English at home primarily, or did she speak to you both in English and in Spanish? Um, when we were in, I would say, preschool, or, you know, yeah, preschool, she would, like teach us some vocabulary on some, you know, easy, I guess, for, for beginners words. Um, but the actual, um, I don't know, I, I want to say grammar, but I mean, you're not going to do much grammar right. when you're six, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so we, yeah, I mean, we, we, we got more of a, um, I don't know, a proper, you know, uh, education starting. I mean, at first in first grade, you, you, we would have um, a little bit of Spanish mixed up in between the English. We, we, our, our teacher didn't speak. I mean, you weren't punished if you, were, if you would speak Spanish because, I mean, right. you had to. But it was it was more of uh beginner's vocabulary for for uh, I, I mean i don't know mm -hmm. more more ga more games to to, yeah. to begin with i guess so in was that primarily when you were very very young or did that english and spanish education continue into high school junior high like when you got older oh no for sure it, it, i mean it started 
like you start first grade at your regular school and it went on till our last year of oh, high wow. school. I mean, it was, it was like living two lives. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my, I, I mean, I want to call it regular school, but I mean, it's not, I mean, it's just school. I mean, what we would learn in Spanish, I mean, and then when that ended, we would have school in the afternoon, which was oh, English okay. school. And it grew from the games you would play, you know, easy vocabulary, you know, animals where, where animals live. And it grew into proper subjects or, or, or I don't know, you know, what we would, what the same thing you, you, you would call history or, 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 or English. We had language, we had history, we had biology, literature. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it was, yeah, it was like going to school twice in a do way. <laughs> twice every do day. you know, do you know yeah. if that's typical of, um, school in, in Argentina or in Buenos Aires specifically where students of that age have that sort of, um, half, half a day of one language, half a day of other language type of education? Um, some schools have, uh, had it, I mean, at, at the time, I guess some, and some other schools that didn't allow, you know, students to, you know, you, it, it, it was always, um, a possibility to come to a, to a different school to do it. So it was in a way, two schools, my school in a way was two schools mm-hmm. in one because, uh, I mean, I went to the same school. In the, in the morning and in the afternoon, but we had uh, students in the afternoon that were from oh. other schools. So, I mean, it was like, uh, hey, come to learn English I to this see. school. I mean, I see. other schools did have it, but not perhaps as extensively as, as I mean, I, I think that this is why my parents chose it because it was, first it was in the same <laughs> place, I mean, in the same physical place I mean that's great but other the other reason was because um you could have perhaps a little more depth in the in the, right. in the learning process I, I suppose I think that but uh, yeah I yeah. think that's really interesting because particularly here like I can tell you when I learned Spanish oh boy I mean we've we've talked about how bad my Spanish is but When we were younger, we learned, like you, I guess, learning English, like little words of animals and and places and things like that. But as we got older, we did not learn more um, descriptive terms or we didn't really learn how to communicate and put sentences together in the present or in the past or... Yeah, I think to be fair, it's because... um English is the lang I mean it, it was and is the the language you need to to master in I guess in order to be more um well I want to say globally mm. understood but I I don't think uh perhaps I mean here we say okay we speak Spanish but not everybody's going to understand you Whereas if you speak English, a lot more people are going to understand you. So it's a way 
to say learn English and you will have, you know, uh, another tool, you know, when you find a job, when you, when you travel, perhaps that's what, that's, um, that, that, that's something that is, uh, or was, I guess, very important to, 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 to people. So I don't know, perhaps. Did you? I mean, lots of people said, I want to learn English because I want to travel. I want to, you know, go to the UK or to the US mm -hmm. or wherever and be sure I will be understood and I will not have to go speaking Spanish where, I, I mean, where less people would understand me. I, I don't know, I suppose. Did you have any other, um, were, did you have any exposure to any other languages other than English when you were in school? No, because mine was just an English school. I mean, I, I know of other people who instead went to French school or mm -hmm. Italian. So they basically did the same thing, but in, in those languages. I did not have uh, that exposure. I mean, I, the only place I heard Italian was when I went to visit my, my grandmother, you know, on, on my mm -hmm. father's side, because she spoke... Um, She spoke, I mean, she spoke Spanish, of course, but she never stopped speaking Italian. And she, she, she spoke, um, I mean, even if we couldn't really follow a conversation, I mean, we couldn't like reply in Italian or anything. She spoke it to us. So we, I mean, we <laughs> knew what she was saying, but we just didn't, you know, we weren't able to, to reply mm -hmm. in Italian. But no, I did, it, it was not in school, really. It was not like that formal education in another language mm -hmm. no, not at all were there any tools that you were able to use outside of school that helped you further your English education oh yeah for sure I mean I I love reading I always have so I mean as my English got better I I was able to read more mm -hmm. in English I mean not just uh, I mean I, I, I of course read books in Spanish But I was also able to uh, buy and read, you know, more complex books as I, I got better in English. So I kept on learning even when I was in, in school or inside the school environment. Yes, yeah, so reading uh, really yeah. helped a lot, you know, with vocabulary. Oh, of course. Especially. Were there any, were there maybe one or two moments where you were growing up where you maybe realized that, you were becoming fluent? Like, was there a, like a specific, um, it doesn't have to be too, too specific, but do you, right. do you recall any time where you, you really thought like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if, I mean, I, I don't know if I can like uh, pinpoint the moment, but I think it's when you, Um, you know, when you're trying to say something in, 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 your, in your second language, perhaps, and you don't have to think about it first in oh. your first language. I mean, you're not, you're not trying to construct and translate in your head, but it's sort of, I mean, in a way, when you start thinking in, in, your, in your second language, perhaps, that kind of says, well, it's it, like, like it's not, you're, you're not trying to do it. It sort of right. happens automatically. I mean, it, it kind of, when it's more, um, um, I guess what it just happens, I don't know how or when it <laughs> happens, but when you sort of blurt it out instead of 
like thinking twice, you know, first just thinking of the sentence in your, your first language and then you're, you're sort of trying to mm -hmm. make it work in the mm -hmm. other language. But when, when, you, when you just, you know, come out and say it, no matter how it sounds, you're just sort of getting there, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I kind of think? I mean, I'm not, I'm not extra fluent in anything other than English. But when, when I, oh, I'm not, I'm not either. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know if that, if, that, if that's. Ob I yeah, think it's obvious. But when yeah, I think but. when I when I start yeah. to think that I'm getting closer is when I start to understand songs in other languages a little bit better. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a good. I think that's a yeah, great example because songs yeah. are a really yeah. good way of colloquial, like understanding colloquial speech and and slang and Absolutely. the way people really talk. Absolutely. And then there's like one or two yeah. moments where I'm like, oh, I understand, and I'm so happy. <laughs> Absolutely, I think you're right because it's not just yeah, it's not just the words. I mean, the the, the literal sentence or mm -hmm. the literal meaning. But sometimes when there's like a, something like perhaps not a hidden meaning, but like something there which gives you more than the sentence that gives you like a further, you know, meaning. I mean, that's when you, I mean, when you get right. it in a way, right. you know. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a great <laughs> example. Yeah. Um, so in Buenos Aires, are there, do you think, uh, I can share my experience too, because just for people listening, um, I went and I visited Maria last April and it was my first time in Buenos Aires and I love it. It's so beautiful. Um, and we had a fantastic time just hanging out. And <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, we definitely. Um, but one thing that I noticed is that, well, my Spanish is very, very limited and I tried so hard when I was on my own to communicate and People were really understanding and really friendly that I was um, struggling. <laughs> um, but I think what I noticed is um, I didn't encounter too many people who spoke English to be able to say, okay, stop struggling. Let me, let me switch to English and help you. Do you notice in, um, yeah. in Buenos Aires, like, do you notice that do you notice in certain places where English is heard more or people that maybe would benefit more from speaking English in, in their jobs, in their, in their, in their lives? Well, um, I think, I guess it's how lucky we were in being able to, you know, to attend a school that gave, gave this possibility to be able to, to communicate perhaps because many schools do have English, but it's just more, like you said, vocabulary or it, it, it can't afford to devote as many hours per week to English as perhaps other schools. So unless you, you know, uh, I guess power up that knowledge, perhaps with going to an institute or taking, you know, classes outside of school, Sometimes your own school won't be able to um, to provide with, you know, as much mm -hmm. as many or as many hours as others. So, so perhaps that is why many people perhaps know, but they are not as comfortable with I speaking. See. And that I think that is a problem because perhaps 
I realized in myself, I know more than when I, what I am able to uh, to convey with speaking. I mean, perhaps our speaking, our um, perhaps what is oral English isn't as developed because we may not have as many native speakers uh, mm -hmm. as teachers. So themselves perhaps might struggle with with you know speaking because most of the the learning is you know grammar and theory and I remember we did struggle more with speaking in school than any other oh, okay. subject perhaps. Were uh, I think we would all benefit more from from more uh, of the, this this trend that that happened in later years which is lots of native speakers coming to 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 Argentina I've heard that of people who perhaps were expats you know and they decided perhaps it was a good idea to you know come here or any other country and say hey guys here's some conversation lessons or let's let's learn But let's not just fo focus on grammar or anything else, but just speaking, like go out and speak, which is basically the most important think, thing, yeah. because that's how you can, mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't matter if you can't spell everything or if you can't, if you don't know, like all the parts yeah. of the body in English, <laughs> I mean, just go and speak and say, if you need help, if you need, uh, I don't know, where, 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 where's the library, <laughs> you know? <laughs> You know, it's so funny because I was one day I was walking in uh, Recoleta and I passed the library and I started laughing to myself because <laughs> that's like the sentence. Where's the like library? The sentence that everybody. Donde está la I know. And yeah, exactly. And, but I think that you're right because conversation is really important, and I think that's why I wanted to. Another reason why I wanted to start this this podcast because. We don't really place emphasis on making mistakes and making a fool out of ourselves and talking. Yeah. And it's inevitable, right? Yeah. Like you're going to say the stupidest exactly. thing ever. And you just have yeah. to hope that somebody's going to be kind enough to correct you and not make you feel like a dum-dum. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, what if, I mean, what if we, I mean, that's, that's the way we have to, That's the only way we have of, of learning. I mean, if I'm I'm talking to you right now and I make a mistake, first you can laugh because I mean maybe it's a funny <laughs> mistake. I mean sometimes, but then you have to say, oh no, I mean oh I mean you could say first it was really funny, but it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the way. I mean that's the way. I mean that's the best way. I mean to to learn not just with the, the book or you know with those cassettes we used to have that went you know. Uh, lesson one, unit one, listen and repeat, listen and repeat. And everybody will go like, hello, hello, and well, whatever sentence we had to repeat. And it was so yes. dull. Exactly. I mean. I, I think that that model hopefully is changing because you, you, yeah. can, you can repeat and you can repeat and you can memorize, but it's really only going to right. take you so far, I think. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So... Let's talk about the accents in Buenos Aires. My favorite, oh, my favorite okay. thing. Because, okay, let me, let's do this because this is not like a super linguistics podcast, but, you know, we're just having a little fun here. So 
me, that's right. When I before I came down to visit you, and you know, again for the third time, my Spanish is basura, and <laughs> oh, no, and um, I I was really nervous because my my Spanish is limited to the New York Spanglish type of type <laughs> of speaking, which is very heavily influenced by the Spanish speakers of Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic and, you know, maybe Mexico and Cuba, maybe. I'm not really sure, but the first two, absolutely. And I have only been to one Spanish-speaking country before I went to Buenos Aires, and that was Spain, which is a whole different accent, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. I remember, you know, listening to people talk, and I was I was a little lost for a minute because there are certain like first of all, you guys speak so fast. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) and it took a couple of days for my ear to get really used to to that. Um, Are we calling it Rio Platense? Like. What is the proper way? Okay, yes. so yeah, it took me a while. Yes, that's 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 a proper term. Yeah, for for I mean for for this area of 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 Buenos Aires and and uh, Uruguay, mm-hmm. I guess, because if you, I mean, disclaimer: not everybody in Buenos Aires likely <laughs> speaks like us. They will speak like normal people. Um, but yeah, I would say Greater Buenos Aires and and, and Uruguay have this Rio Platense uh, mm-hmm. thingy, you know, with, with the you know with the R's and uh, taking out the S's from words <laughs> and the you know the, the, the show and you know and everybody speaks like. So, so, so fast. Yeah, I know. I know. I definitely, I get it. <laughs> and porteño. Yeah. And porteño. Are there any, are there any words that you can tell me that would illustrate that really well for, for listeners? Um, oh my God. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't really, I mean, I guess, again, yeah. I mean, it's going to be very, uh, I cannot do what people outside greater Buenos Aires do because they do speak slow i mean even if it's the same if, if it's the same province outside of of greater buenos aires outside the the metropolitan area if you if if you want to call it i mean they will speak uh, in a normal you know <laughs> in a normal way but a, a lot of people would just instead of saying hola como estas we go, hola, ¿cómo mm. you know and that and, and that is not even exaggerating <laughs> I mean, it's just the way, it's just how it happens. I mean, and even in, instead of saying, como estas, they will say, como estas, mm-hmm. that's it. And you have to go like, what? I mean, and it's so different from what people in Spain will do. I mean, in Spain in general, because I, mean, I, know, I know so many places in Spain have different yeah. accents and everything, but I have watched Spanish films you know from actual spain with subtitles so yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i needed the subtitles i mean it's not like i was i mean like, what are yeah. you saying and it's the mm-hmm. same language <laughs> it, it's like i you know 
I watched this Spanish soap opera for, I'm not going to say the name, but I watched it for a couple of, um, you know what I'm talking <laughs> about, but I'm, <laughs> I watched it for a yes, couple I of do. seasons. And even for me, it took me a while to get used to the, the, their, the lisp that, you know, um, yes. it took me, it took me maybe yes. the first, oh gosh, I think it wasn't until the last episode that I was really <laughs> like, I was used to it already. Yeah, it's, it's not easy. I, it's, I, I didn't find it easy to, to get used to it either. Yeah. I think that, sure. um, so when I came back from Buenos Aires, I was definitely, my double L sounds were sounding like sh sounds. And, yes. and I, yes. I, I <laughs> you have been converted. <laughs> and it's so funny because, I, you know, if I'm reading a sign, on the subway or, or if I'm, you know, I don't really have an opportunity to talk to people, but, um, I noticed that I'm doing it and I, I just wanted, if you, I, I just wanted you to say some words that have that sound because I did oh, not sure. know that that was a, a hallmark of that, that, of, of Buenos Aires and of Argentine Spanish. So, when I got there, I was very surprised. So if you have a couple of words, you could just <laughs> tell me because, you know, maybe other people might be interested to, to, to hear it as well. And to wonder why, what, why, what are you doing? <laughs> why do they speak like that? Yeah. Well, I get, <laughs> I guess the, the, the most, the, the most use is show instead of, you know, what Spanish you know, Spain, Spanish, they will go oh. yo, right? Or, or, or basically any mm -hmm. other Spanish, right? You know, I, I get, I mean, I think so. Yeah, I think the only countries that do it are Argentina. I mean, this area of Argentina mostly and, and mm. Uruguay. That's really weird. Shaw, um, Chavez, Shuya, Ferran, yeah, Shuya. Um, I don't know. There's just every, I mean, every double L sound, which, uh, which I guess everybody else would say you, you know, like you, yeah, yeah, it's, shh. but any, I, I mean, sometimes I, I hear people saying they can't do it and you can, I mean, if you can say, shh, yeah. you can do it. That's what I tell people. If you can <laughs> shush me, you can do it. And, then, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, I can do it. Well, now go, go and do it. Let's, let's become more and more people saying. And that is called, um, I mean, I'm not sure how it happened because I do think, I mean, somebody out there will correct me because I'm not really mm -hmm. sure. There is a place, I mean, an, an area or some place in Spain which, act, which speaks this really? way as well. So, I'm, I mean, I'm not sure which or how it became, how it got here. I mean, I suppose once upon a time we all spoke like, you know, what what's probably thought of as the typical Spanish mm -hmm. accent because, well, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know how, how um, only this, this area perhaps, because some areas in, in Argentina do speak perhaps uh, uh, with, um, with less of mm. a sound. Perhaps in the in the, in the northern yeah. provinces they will use they will use mm -hmm. he as well, which is I won't say strange, but I don't know. I mean, this is this is only 
greater Buenos Aires and perhaps more of Buenos Aires, perhaps the provinces, I mean, just around, you know, the, 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 the provinces that limit with us, but, um, and some of the southern provinces, up, up north and up west, northwest, perhaps they will use less of a sound, but really it depends. It's really strange. I would strange. be curious to know if there's any influence from the Italian language on... Oh what? my God, that's, I think that's a whole, whole other yes. chapter. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, th I think slang itself, I mean, it, 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 it has everything. It has Italian, it has African, it has mm -hmm. everything. But yeah, I mean, there's lots of words from, from the African and the Italian that have made its way into, into the slang. I mean, some people even say, again, I'm not sure, I'm not, not, not even close, an, an expert, but the actual word for, for slang, which is lunfardo, mm -hmm. um, some experts say it comes from Lombardo, from, you know, the, 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 the people from Lombardy, from yeah. Lombardy you know. Yeah, which in a way, again, some people say it was back then a negative word, which it meant like a thief or a crook in a way. So at first it was said to be uh, like sort of a language spoke uh, spoken in prisons, perhaps in, you know, for the, the low lives, you know, in a way. So... I'm not sure, again, but even it, it started out being, you know, a language for, you know, to hide information, <clears throat> I, I guess, as was a, many slang, you know, in the world. But, yeah, many words do, do come from the Italian. I mean, yeah, even definitely. If, even if that's, I mean, makes, yeah, makes even if that's like an urban legend, that's a really interesting fact. I th I think so. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there is. I I know there is information to to back it to back it up. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, in, in tango lyrics, which you know some did, some were associated perhaps with. I I, I mean, I don't want to say low life because it sounds mm -hmm. wrong, but I mean, he, yeah, I mean, I guess for for some people it meant like a sort of secret language, which just ended up, you know, taking over as, as, yeah. as it will. But yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I think that is the fact of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> the Italians are low no. lives. That's, that's, no. like, I don't think my family will like it because I, I mean, I, I, there is family. I mean, lots of my family come from the, the Lombardy. Yeah. So, oops. <laughs> we are low lives. Yay. <laughs> Um, so since we're talking about slang, do you have any typical, like, favorite slang words of, of your city, of your country that, that are interesting or funny? <laughs> um, I don't know if I could call them interesting or, or perhaps funny, but uh, keeping in mind what we, we, we were talking about, you know, other languages perhaps influencing it, influencing the, the, the language. Um, there's lots of, uh, I guess, slang words that do have, you know, Italian influences that have, you know, made their way into. Um, like, I would say for, to, the, to work, you know, work is 
trabajo and the slang word is laburo, which is like, you know, Italian. Mm -hmm. and, uh, there's lots of words, I think, that sometimes I don't think we, we don't really think about because they are so natural, but they are not even part of our, you know, they are not actual Spanish. Mm -hmm. I think um, also um, we we have many words that are that you know that come from from bad best reaction yeah. it's called which is you know, backwards backwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, for example, a policeman or a police officer, I would say, is ungana. And that word itself is uh, short for the back word for abanico, which is mm -hmm. a fan, you know, what you find yourself with, yourself with um, which was a symbol for a weapon. Oh. Um, so abanico, the, the, the fan in a way was a symbol for a weapon a policeman would have. And that was shortened to Kobani, and shorten and you know flip around to be Kobani and Kobani ended up as Kana for some in a way. I'm not sure how. <laughs> but I mean I'm not sure even even it's the same word. I think there are two different mm -hmm. words. But you know, if you say Kana, you you might think of Kobani. I think there are two separate words actually. I mean I think Kobani itself is a is a word for a policeman. I mean it's not just I mean, it's really weird because you don't even know where the real word starts when the, the when when it changes. I mean, it's mm -hmm. so weird. But yeah, you can say Kobani, you can say Ghana, and I'm not sure which one. I mean, which one started the actual the actual slang, or or if they are actually two yeah. separate ones. And um, another one, another word which is widely used, I would say, is quilombo. Quilombo. Which I think quilombo. Quilombo comes from an African word. I'm not sure exactly what language, but I think it used to mean some sort of uh, a settlement, a place. I don't know. I'm not really sure how how it ended up becoming the word for a mess, for a, a problem really? situation. I mean, if you say quilombo. You would say it's what a mess, or you know, what a mess situation. Um, so yeah, that would be interesting, actually. I think to find out which language, which African language, it uh, it stems from. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to. But definitely. I'd like to find out. That's real. That's a really interesting one. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, there's also candombe, which is another African word, but again, I cannot say which. How, 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 I mean, it, it obviously got here because of the African influence in the country. I mean, I know that, but I don't know how, which, 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 which area, you know, brought it, how, why. So that, yeah, I know, I, I think that that would be definitely cool to find out, yeah. I know this is not language related, but one fun fact that I found out, um, when when I was in Buenos Aires, or maybe I knew this before, but tango is an African influenced mm -hmm. dance. Definitely, yes, absolutely. I wonder how many 
um, I wonder how many tango song lyrics or, you know, cause you were talking about that earlier with the, with the slang also and the influence of, of other languages. I wonder, and I don't expect you to know the answer, but I just, I'm thinking out loud. Like, I wonder how much of that influence, even in the tango songs comes from African languages as well. Yeah, I don't know, but th th there has to be a significant yeah. amount. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We're gonna have to follow I mean, up. I, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because I mean, it's definitely there. I mean, it's, it's not just a hint, or it's not just a you know. It, I mean, it's definitely there. It has been there for a long time. And uh, I mean, I know there's even more words we have that perhaps we don't. We just have forgotten. There, we, we each, as as slang is, we for, maybe we never actually knew their meaning, but there's definitely a lot of influence. Yeah, a lot of African influence. Yeah, definitely. So, do you notice that some parts of the culture in in Buenos Aires or in Argentina are reflected in the language? Um, by that, I really mean that someone in another interview that I did mentioned that humor is a big part of communicating in the U.S., but in France or Germany, for example, people tend to be dry and they don't inject humor into every situation. Do you feel like there's a specific characteristic that um, porteños or or people in in around your area in Buenos Aires in, in, inflect, inject into into their their culture, their speech? Um, well, I do, I do have to say, I mean, I know I, I have noticed perhaps not all the time, but I do notice that porteños themselves can be a little bit, I, I, I don't know if stuck up or, 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 you know, they, they can have that better than thou attitude sometimes, which is, which is, I think gives us, gives Argentina as a whole, a bit of a bad <laughs> reputation, but uh, it's not necessarily so in, in other places. I mean, I mean, I mean, I know it sounds like I'm talking about Greater Buenos Aires and the actual city of Buenos Aires as two different entities and whatnot. But sometimes porteños do have that. Um, do, do seem to have like that, you know, attitude, which is like, uh, well. But in general, I think people can be, can, I mean, nobody, I mean, unless it's, it's it has to be, no, nobody is 100% serious all the time. I mean, everybody, people will try to, you know, add humor to, to any situation, will be, will be um, perhaps uh, try to be funny in a way if they can. Not, I don't think people are exceedingly formal. I mean, I have, for example, been to job interviews when I have absolutely no idea who anyone was. And perhaps it would be people who were supposed to be perhaps the owner of a place or the, man the manager, and they would like come up to you and not shake your hand. Perhaps they would come and kiss you and kiss you in the cheek. And I was like, you're not my mm. friend. And that is like, that. I think people will inject that sort of casual thing. I mean, again, I mean, it's not like I'm meeting the president. I'm going to kiss, kiss him, you know, whatever. But I mean, I suppose it's like 
um, I don't know what to call it, but yeah, I mean, perhaps a lot of people who, for example, if you if you will come again here and start meeting people who have not seen you once in your life, don't even know who you are, don't even know your name, they would maybe I mean some people would perhaps like do a little wave, but most people perhaps would, you know, you know, reach out and give you a kiss on the cheek, which is like some people I have met don't like it. I mean, even if they have been living here forever and, and born here, they're like, no, that is too that is too close. <laughs> I only kiss my friends, my family. Um, some people will give, give a little hug, you know, like I'm hi, and give you like a little squeeze on the shoulder, which is like I think, in a way, uh, in, in in Argentina or Buenos Aires, people in general can be more. I wouldn't say affectionate, but you know, I know they don't love everybody. I mean, they just want to be more more warm, perhaps, which is, I'm, I'm not sure it's a bad idea, but it can be a, a bit of putting in a way for, for some people. I mean, like, why? Why are you touching me? Why are you holding me? Why? You know? I don't know. <laughs> I think that... Nobody wants to. Nobody wants to kidnap you. Nobody wants to like you know. They just want you to be. They just want to be friendly. <laughs> I suppose. I mean, very friendly. <laughs> I think that. Yeah. Um, I had somebody tell me that a lot of humor, that um, a lot of humor is typically based on like, um, oh my gosh, it's it's based on on like. Well, let me clean this up because I don't want to go down this road <laughs> necessarily. Okay. But okay. Um, that a lot of humor can be based, like it can be very, very, uh, what is it, blue? Like very dirty humor or like very yeah. silly type of humor or very offensive type of humor. Do you, <laughs> oh, yeah. do you feel... Yeah. Where do you feel like people in Buenos Aires kind of have that kind of uh where do they where do they land or or people that you know do you feel like like jokes and insults are like super offensive or are they just like silly and goofy they, are they can be super offensive super silly super clever super dirty they can be i think they can be a whole they are actually like a mix of everything you just mentioned. Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, they can be funny and very, very, very offensive at the same time. And I think a, go a good way to illustrate that is uh, football, football insults. I mean, what better way to, you know, illustrate your, your, your anger, your, to, you know, or your, your, your wit mm -hmm. that words are problematic football player um i have heard a long time a long time ago i think well i heard them all i think but uh, uh, one of my favorite insults it is uh, related to football when i don't remember how it originated of course but it can be applied to any uh, clueless slow player the insult, which is absolutely not rude, but it's really, really insulting, is for, for a football player. I mean, is so más lento que only you. I mean, you are slower than the song <laughs> only you. And the way people say it's like, ah, I mean, it's absolutely like it's like the worst thing you could call, like, <laughs> I suppose. 
And the way I, I have heard this thing shouted out, you know, it's like with, with, with a vengeance, like, ah, I can't believe yeah. it, you know? So, yeah, I would say a mix of, you know, funny, rude, um, like sort of really demeaning, <laughs> which, is, uh, we, we also, which also depends on how people say. I mean, there's a lot, I think, in, in, in here we, we might say, Perhaps it's the way you say the words. Perhaps it's perhaps you're not cursing. You're not you're not insulting at all. But you are saying it in a way you are showing the person they are you know the the smallest, most insignificant piece of nothingness you know to ever have existed. You know, it it, it cuts. It definitely it, it does cut like an art. I think yeah. So I think it would be a mix of everything you, yeah, you mentioned. I think, I, you know, that's interesting, too, because I feel like in New York, our humor tends to be sarcastic. Yeah. And I don't think that our, yeah, our insults and our humor is a lot of sarcasm. And I, I've, you know, you can see that if you watch shows like Seinfeld is a good, right, is a good example of that. Um and I think that um, other parts of the country, they can be more polite. They can be more direct. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes even a little bit silly. Um, <laughs> but I ask also because it sounds to me like Buenos Aires, you know, and even for me being there and, and seeing it and experiencing the rhythm of the city myself it's it's a big city, and I think that we have that in common, um, especially language-wise. Like, we, we talk quickly here. You guys talk quickly. <laughs> We're just, you know, we, yeah. have, we have, I think, more similarities than differences, perhaps. Um, so that's really why I, I was asking that, that question. Um, I want to take a step back because I really wanted to ask you about writing, if you want to talk okay. about it now, I know that sure. you write, and I think you are a phenomenal writer. I, I think your work is, you. is incredible. Um, when you, when you, so what part of your life or what time in your life did you really start to devote yourself to writing in English? Uh, well, I would say it has had, it had to be after I was, perhaps 12, because before I didn't have, perhaps, I mean, I read, again, we read books, I mean, I read books at home and in school, but we weren't perhaps into writing longer things, just sentences. When I started, you know, being able to write, uh, you know, longer descriptions, uh, perhaps compositions, I mean, not just loose sentences, when we were taught perhaps how to do something with a longer, with a longer, perhaps a proper structure, is when I realized I could, I mean, do the same as I did in Spanish. I mean, just move on from sentences to, you know, just a descriptive sentence to an actual story or a, uh, I mean, perhaps something more, in a way, complex, perhaps a poem or, or, I don't know, something which has 
a beginning and ending. I mean, I don't know. But yeah, it has it had to be after I was twelve, perhaps. Yeah, which would be when we, you know, start secondary school. Yeah, so I guess twelve. Yeah. How do you feel like your communication style and your writing style is different in Spanish versus in English? Um, I think that in English, um, it's kind of weird because when I am writing something which is perhaps more informative or, or perhaps not as, uh, how, how to say, perhaps when I am writing an article in, in both languages, perhaps I can be a little more um, succinct, I guess, in a way. I mean, have to, you, you have to try and be, you can be all flowery and, you know, go around the edges with, with your words. But I, I have noticed that I can be, I can use more vocabulary in English in a way when I am writing perhaps poetry than in Spanish. I feel as strange as, I, as it might sound, it might sound um, that I can be more um, perhaps playful with words when I am writing in English than in Spanish. I mean, in Spanish, perhaps because I have not written as many perhaps poems in Spanish than in English, that I feel things come a bit more, I don't know, mechanical mm. in a way. Whereas in English, I have perhaps used more, no, I don't know, right more big words if you want to call them or more more interesting words i don't i don't know but in a way i ha i think there are there's a lot of i mean i mean one language has helped me with the other in a way like sort of i can find one word in one language that gives me the idea for another word in okay. the other language which is really but in a way, things can collide and say, well, this sounds nice, but perhaps the sound of another word might help. And, some, and one word in one language will remind you of, you know, another word in a different language, which is really cool and really weird. And I don't know, but yeah, it helps. I think that's really great that you noticed that. And that was going to be my next question, just how, you know, how the two influence one another. Because I, I feel like when you have the type of... Um, resources in more than one language it's you can maybe get to you can get you you can get to a your point in a different way you have more roads yeah. i guess to get to your final destination yeah i think that's i think that's a that's a great way of of explaining yeah it, it's really helpful yeah do you so. <laughs> do you feel now, if you're speaking, so we talked about writing, but if, if you're speaking, um, do you feel like your personality changes? Not like Jekyll and Hyde, <laughs> but like... Oh, no, you found me out. I found you out. Um, do you feel like you affect sort of a different personality when you're speaking English versus when you're speaking in Spanish? Do you feel more assertive in one or more, I don't know? I don't know if it changes. I think that when I am speaking in Spanish, I mean, I don't have to think twice about, for example, a joke. I, I, I mean, I make jokes all the time in Spanish. And even if they are not particularly funny, 
I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, I will be talking and see something, and something reminds me of something, and I will try to make it into a joke. Perhaps it's, perhaps it's a song lyric, something that is pop culture or whatever. And sometimes, if I'm speaking in English, I want to make a joke, or I want to, you know, reference something, and I just, I can't quite get there, perhaps. And I'm like, ah, I know I have this great line or this great joke or, or just something to add to the conversation. And perhaps I'm just trying to make it work. And sometimes those little like problems you have with trying to get get it, get things out, perhaps it's not because I want to be funny. Perhaps it's just because I want to like say something and I just can't. It, it will, of course, make me feel like more insecure mm -hmm. or something. But to be fair, sometimes I will lose track of what I, whatever I am saying in Spanish. So I don't think I can use it as a, an, an excuse in either language. I mean, if it, it happens, I mean, sometimes I will just be left without the way to say what I want to say. Um, I will be like, oh, well, I just can't say. Mm. But I think that's a problem with, um, with my having perhaps less experience with, you know, the spoken language rather than the, you know, the written word, mm -hmm. perhaps. Perhaps if we are talking online and I am talking to you, I'm typing to you, I will be able to be able to piece the joke or whatever I'm trying to tell you in either language. But when I am talking to you, I, I might be able to, I, I might stumble around a lot more, perhaps. And, you know, like, be able to, and, and not be able to, to convey whatever it was I was saying. As probably this sentence just no. illustrated. <laughs> no, not at all. I think that, I think that you explained it really well. And I think that it points to, like you said, just the importance of continually uh, conversing and trying to speak. Yes. <clears throat> and I think that also, you know, because when you're in conversation with someone, and you're trying to make that joke, especially, you you only have a really yeah. short window, right? And then it's yes. just like, you, you say it like 10 minutes later, it's not funny anymore. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so I totally, I completely understand what you're saying. Um, so are there any... Do you have any favorite words in Spanish that maybe you just like the sound of? Um, I don't know if favorite, but I, I guess it helps to, it helps like relate to what I was saying before about how we say things. I think the, the word, you know, the number one word people will come out and say in relate, in, you know, when it's related to Argentinian Spanish is first che and then boludo, which is like everybody's middle name. Che boludo can be used as just about anything. It can be an insult to say what a knucklehead you mm -hmm. are, you know, or, you know, it can, it can mean, hey, you, it can mean, oh, come on, you. It can mean absolutely anything that has to do with referring to another mm -hmm. person. You can say, you can say it in a, like a, a an endearing tone, in an angry tone, 
So it's a, it's like being able to say, hey, you, but with that you meaning I, absolutely anything. It can be a nice you and a, a horrible you and insulting you. But it's like, I, I mean, it's like we say, it's everybody's middle name. <laughs> I mean, it can, be a, it can be like a term of endearment in a way, even if it's a, a supposedly bad word. I mean, what is the literal, what is the literal meaning of it? The literal meaning, I mean, it's a slang word, but in somebody who has balls, you know? Oh. And Boluda can be a woman as well. And as far as I know, you know, we don't. But um, <laughs> it's just about to say, you know, it's it's... I mean, the, the, the real or, or perhaps number one meaning is that it's a silly person, a stupid person. Um, you know, if you if you make a mistake, somebody will tell you, hey, que boludo, you know, how stupid, how, what a moron, you know, that kind of thing. But some people might tell you, che, boludo, it's okay, like, hey, you, it's okay, and, it, and they are not calling you a moron, they're just saying it, I mean, it's, Everybody has the same name. That's how, that's perhaps, it's probably one of the most said words perhaps out there. I don't know. It's like, there's actually a book out there written by, I don't, I don't know where this person was from originally, but I think they went to live somewhere in Patagonia. Some, I don't know if it's somebody from the UK or the US, I don't remember, but they wrote a book about Argentinian slang called Che Boludo. Mm. Yeah, the word, the, the the word or the greeting for ex- excellence. You know, I mean, how how to speak Spanish? You have to know Che Boludo, which is yeah. I think I think, I think we should find that book and then come back and do a slang episode. Oh yay! I think that would be really fun. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So the last question that I have for you, um, and it's kind of a segue from the last question, but. Do you have an idiom or a saying? It can be, you know, the, a nice saying. It could be offensive if you want. It's up to you. Or an insult. Um, or even a... Um, perhaps not a saying, just a word. We, might, we add to everything. I mean, absolutely posta? everything. It's posta. Posta. Posta means posta, which I do think... Posta. I'm not really sure what it means as a real word. It might be, I think it's like a, 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 like a place where you stop. For example, when you're running, and uh, the, the place where the, the place where you, not not like the not like a station. It's like a stop, and not, not it's not like a pit stop. It's a place where you stop. For example, when you're running with with different things, you know, and you have to stop mm. and change something. In a way, it's a posta, a place where you stop. But for some reason, we use posta to mean okay or true or really. For example, you might ask me um, something perhaps that is unrealistic or something that you think it's untrue. And I would say, no, it's true, posta, which means absolutely or really and we say for some reason we say posta oh, or a lot okay. of people say posta a lot i don't know I, i'm not sure how it started because i don't think it's as it has not been around it's i think i, mm. I for some reason i feel it's fairly recent 
<laughs> but it's you, I, I can hear it everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, every, everything is posta, posta for something that is true, mm -hmm. for something that is like posta. If you think somebody is, is lying to you and they are trying to reassure you, they will say, no, posta, like it's the truth. It's, it's posta, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, God on, God on a yeah. And It's just that word which means stop, which is really weird. But I mean, I think that's what happens with, you know, slang. So, so mm -hmm. weird and kind of No, I think, I think sense, that's a good one. It's a good oh, way to, like for someone who maybe wants to fit in, it's a good way to, posta. yeah, posta. Absolutely. Posta. 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 You're telling somebody la the posta. truth. You're telling them, you're telling them la posta. I mean, you could say, you could say la verdad for the truth, but la posta is <laughs> like even more true. the truth. I mean, like the truth. <laughs> it's even more true than truth. Well, this is a great conversation. Absolutely. And I'm so happy that we got a chance to to talk and we we had some difficulties um with the audio throughout but we made it we did it <laughs> and um yeah i want to also tell everyone that maria has the most beautiful um cat and her name is her name is juana right and she's <laughs> such a sweetheart and um Yay. she's beautiful and i you know what i want to put one of her pictures when i when i get my socials started for this i'm going to put her picture up and i want because i want everyone to love her as much as i do oh she's such a sweetheart <laughs> thank you so much for talking to me and um i'll be talking to you later because i talk to you every day so <laughs> Thank you so much again. Gracias, Amerika, And I really appreciate, appreciate the conversation. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Sure.